What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of Press YYZ. This is your one-stop shop where we bring you all the best video game news and discussion with a uniquely Canadian twist. You can find us on Twitter, at PressYYZ, where we appreciate any feedback you may have. We also record this show in front of a live digital audience every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, at twitch.tv slash PressYYZ. This week, we're going to talk about how Jeff Keighley is saving the internet, and we're going to wrap things up with something a little new for our topic of the show involving the worst video game NPCs of all time. I'm your host for this episode, Mr. Mitch George, joined today by AJ Fraser. Cyberpunk, more like cyber junk, am I right, guys? Baby boy <laughs> Alex Ballant. Go, go, gadget, cyber penis. <laughs> Mr. Alexander. Hey, man, I've got to just follow the trend. I work with children. Alex Kazina. Alexander, goddammit. <laughs> so I've really noticed over the past few days that when I'm just sort of standing still and not really thinking about it, my head leans a little bit too much to this side. So I'm trying hard to improve my posture. And if it seems like my head is leaning too far to the side, please let me know. Last but not least, Mr. Head of HR, Nathan McInerney. So Cyberpunk's bringing back the argument, length or girth. <laughs> Are we just going to get right into it then? <laughs> Hell yeah. But it's, it's Cyberpunk, so why not both? Yes, they're talking about cyberpunk junk. It's a thing. I, I for one, hope there's a labia slider. God damn it. <laughs> we have an audience. <laughs> this is off to a rolling halt. Okay, you guys Okay, you guys know the EA game face where you can put your face into, like, EA sports games? Oh, I would use that entire What if they did the that time. for cyberpunk? That's a good idea. What if they did that for cyberpunk? Yeah, think about yeah. it. Yeah, scan your junk. I mean... Mark Cerny wants pictures of our ears. Why wouldn't EA want pictures I, of our junk? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, CD Projekt Red are Polish, and we don't know what they do over there. That's <laughs> cozy, the cozy, I need your help. Uh, These guys I mean, are insane. I, my, my, my grandparents are from Slovenia, which is a Slavic country and is located close <clears> to <throat> Poland, but I don't have a lot of insight on what they do in Poland. Cozy, I just want to know what you've been up to this week so we can ta stop talking about genitalia. I mean, I've been editing together the third ever Casino for Kind of Funny Direct, which Woo! I want to make a point of plugging right here and right now. Uh, tomorrow, 9 p.m. EST, if you go to twitch.tv slash live, you can catch the third ever Casino for Kind of Funny Direct, in which I'm going to be discussing some of the longer-term, more ambitious projects I would want to do with Kind of Funny in the future and talk about the future overall of my up-and-comer campaign. Please, I would be forever indebted to you if you could be sure to tune in. I'm going to be posting the direct to all these social platforms I'm on it shortly after it debuts. So if you miss it live, no problem. But please, please, please check it out. Okay, good. And you We're know good. we will pimp the crap out of it through our show's Twitter as well. So don't worry. We'll mm -hmm. make sure as many people Aww, get eyes on it as you. we can. You got I mean, it. Just the amount of effort you put into them. I mean, it's worth it. 100%. Aww, thank you. Absolutely. Aww, thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm... I, I'm, I'm about to collapse here from all the praise. No, 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 your posture. We, Think about your posture. We also well, need you to finish this show. Yeah. That yes. would be nice. I, I right. mean, as long as he can hit the four button before he goes down, it'll, it'll be fine. Anything games related you've been up to this week, Cozy, or it's all, been all heads down editing the direct? I, I mean, I've been busy finishing up Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I don't know. There's not a lot of super exciting video game stuff I've been up to this week. Sorry. Uh, I mean, there was one thing that was kind of fun, and AJ, you and I can sort of chime in on this one, too. Oh, yeah. We that's got right. to some multiplayer Stadia fun over the week. Oh, how was that? Yeah. Stadia yeah. and fun in the same sentence? I had Are a good sure time. Go figure. I apologize figure. that I initially said that it wasn't very exciting. It was exciting. It's just 
you know. It was exciting once we got to the point where you realized you could beat us. Once it once it became competitive. The scoring system and the multipliers and all that crap. I mean, I would say that that's where it got really exciting. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the resolution of Stadia wasn't as ideal as I wished it was. It was all running in 4K as they uh, promised, I, right? Yeah. Well, so mm. I, I think they toned it down for um, because of the quarantine and everybody's working at home, et cetera, et cetera. But, mm. um, yeah, I think there may have been a, a problem with your settings if the resolution wasn't quite what you were hoping it would be. Because um, for me, you know, it was beautiful 1080p. So no you, can, you can go into the Stadia settings and override the throttle they've put into it, uh, which is what I did. And it looked fine. I didn't have any issues. I mean, it looked like a B, like it wasn't a triple A game. It was like a single A, B yeah, level. Yeah, what game did you guys play? So we were playing Zombie Army 4, which originally yeah. was a mod for Sniper Elite. Yes, I Sniper say. Elite. Was we it a mod the, or was it just a spinoff? Or sorry, no, it wasn't a mod. It was a it was official DLC. And it was, it was fun. I mean, I had a good time with it. I don't think I'll go back to it, but it was fun for that one night. How is it in like comparison to Left 4 Dead? Because I unfortunately didn't get a chance to play with you guys because I went and watched a movie instead. It, it was very reminiscent of Left 4 Dead uh, in some ways. Um, I mean, you're you start off in one place, you you move on to the to the next safe house, and you fight your way through a bunch of zombies, and you complete an objective on the way. Nice. It it wasn't so. nearly as polished as Left 4 Dead. Like they're, they they yeah. left a lot on the table, but it was still fun. That's cool. Yeah, I don't I like been, mouse and been, keyboard. Like, I want like that experience of playing Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 again, and uh, Epic Game Store made World War Z, uh, that game that mm -hmm. was basically a third person Left 4 Dead free, and I just I want to have those feelings again because I think Left 4 Dead is some of the best asynchronous multiplayer I've ever played. Agreed. Yeah. I, I will say, you know, while the Left 4 Dead series isn't necessarily utterly renowned for its characters, I felt like from what I played of Left 4 Dead back in the day, the characters there were a lot more. Uh, how to say like there were a lot more at the forefront of, of the experience in a way that I didn't feel with this game yeah. and yeah th that was definitely something that wasn't keeping me as engaged in it as I could have been Valve knows how to inject a lot of personality into their games when they decide to make them yeah you know <laughs> AJ I mean, anything else you've been oh sorry go ahead oh I was gonna just say like speaking of Valve uh one of the things I've been doing this week is I found a YouTube series that it has completely engrossed me it's uh, called Half-Life VR, but the AI is self-aware. So oh basically the main, the main premise of it is somebody is playing what? through Half-Life 1 in VR, but there's four AI that will respond back to him. It like They hear the voice chat, like they hear his microphone, and then they will respond back to him. And this guy has taken voices. He's, like, he's taken voices of his friends. Or at least for two of the characters, and he's like dubbed them over, but it's <laughs> hmm. it's uh it's quite amazing. It's really really funny, and there's like a whole storyline that goes through it of just this guy. I mean, but uh, it's it's more than meets the eye. It's more than I'm just describing even right now. But it's it's so good. The whole they have the whole game done as well, right. and it's like it was like an event. Uh, and I'm so excited for when they do Half Life Two. It was it's one of the funniest things if. You guys ever watched um, Friedman's Mind on Machinima? Where it was another, like, half... It was, that was, like, way back in the day of, like... It was on Machinima. It was a Let's Play of Half-Life 1 where somebody, like, did, like, a voiceover of, like, what is Gordon Freeman thinking through this whole thing? It's very reminiscent of that. I hope somebody understands the reference that I'm making right now. 
But either way, it's it's a fantastic series on YouTube, and it's like two hours, I think, oh my complete God. all the way through, because um, it's like it's pretty highly edited, but it's yeah. it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. We'll be sure if you do put that out on Twitter, we'll make sure that that gets shared out so that people can find this if they're interested in it. Mm-hmm. Anything else you've been up to this week? Sweet. Uh, yeah, I finished uh, Red Dead Redemption Two for the second time. But why? And I because wow you're the only person in the world yeah um, holy shit it's me and jared petty we're the only two who've like ever played that game twice i just so i i thought like i love that game i love that story it's beautiful and i have a real knack of replaying a lot of the things that i love i do it a lot because i like to have a true understanding and appreciation for those things more than just kind of what i would say is surface level of um just going through it the one time this is just how i perceive like media and so when i enjoy something i really want to go through it again and i get that real appreciation for it and there's like more subtlety subtle moments that i noticed in red dead this game it made me cry even though i knew things that were going to happen in red dead redemption 2 um it's so beautiful the game itself is a little bit more of a struggle to play through because you really do kind of just go through like shooting galleries through a lot of the game but it's the story context and some of the story elements around it that I just was encapsulated with for a second time. And I think it's even, I think the story is even better a second time because you actually can like pay attention to the characters a little bit better. And I've never been more invested in building a house than I have in Red Dead Redemption 2. Speaking of building stuff, Nathan, are we (laughs) ready for your weekly, this is what I did in Animal Crossing for 45 hours this week? Expertly done, Mitch. All right. Yeah. This is right, Tina. See ya. <laughs> See you in 45 minutes, Cozy. <laughs> oh, my God. He actually, he actually left. Wow. He doesn't really like Animal Crossing at all, does he? He's going to walk away, and the stream's going to completely shut down. We're going to be screwed. I didn't expect I that. Did. I, um, he's probably going pee. So I'm at uh, 320 oh hours now in Animal Crossing. All right. How? I'm out. See you guys later. Wasn't Bye. It like 240 <laughs> last week? It was something like that. So I didn't think he'd actually leave either. As I've continued to play, now I'm now I'm into flower breeding, and I'm trying to get the specific <sighs> flower types. Can I leave? Which require a lot of work of cross breeding the fla- cross breeding the flowers. Um, I've got five stars. Just got my first uh, gold rose. So I'm working on the end game stuff of the. Like, of it has an, there's an end game to that game. Sorry. <laughs> We're both as awestruck as we possibly could be, knowing that has an end game. Like, I didn't think that game ever ended. For me, it's just going to end when I say I'm well, done, which is soon. It, it it doesn't have, like, it just keeps going and going and going. But it just, I keep finding these intricate systems in the game. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot wrong with the game. And I'm sure we'll talk about what's wrong with it later when we segue into the video later. Um, but there's so many things it does right in the small intricacies that its systems do that can really have you delve, delve deep, deep into it. So I don't know. You, you guys asked last week, what am I doing in the game that I'm spending so much time doing? And, and it's all the small stuff that I'm finding all this little detail in that Dude. you can continue, continue. Plus, you know what? I'm going to be honest with my wife playing it. It's really like a connection with her too. Yeah, I can, I can understand that part of it. If, if, if so, my girlfriend somehow got it for whatever reason, it would. She doesn't have a switch, unfortunately. Then, yeah, I could see myself continuing to play with her. Yeah, because we're always on each other's island. She's been coming every night to water my flowers <laughs> and logging in as my two boys on her switch and watering my flowers. 
is there there's a benefit to that, I guess, because I have a group of friends that are that are yeah. knee deep in this Animal Crossing flower business, and all I see are texts of "My gate's open, come water." I'm just like, I have like three or four flowers here and there, and meh. So if you water them yourself or it rains, you get a five percent growth in your flowers potentially. If you have somebody else come and do it, it's like a fifteen. Basically, if you can get up to five people to help you water your flowers and they water them, there's eighty percent chance you'll get you'll get new buds. And so your growth much better. So you get the rare flowers and you develop more of them. And? And I'm breeding flowers for my wife on my island. So she's coming to make sure. Because she's just taking them from my island to her island. Okay, I need to talk about something that isn't Animal Crossing. <laughs> now, I was going to say, this is a full-time job now. Pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I really love it. But I did play something else this week. <gasps> Ooh. Actually? Minutes before. No, not minutes. Hours before the podcast aired. I got my review code for Super Mega Baseball 3. Ooh. I love Super Mega Baseball 2. So I'm not very deep. Uh, I got two, three Indian rounds in, uh, but it feels just as great as Super Mega Baseball 2. Uh, but it looks better. Just feels a little bit tighter. I'm looking forward to playing more. It's out May 13th, and I'll, I think my review goes will go live that day. And what platforms? I know so, I played the second one on the PS4, but is it everywhere or yeah so yeah so i think it's gonna be on every system i'm play. i got a ps4 review code um although i can see this working really well on the switch uh just because it's a definitely a cartoon yeah that style. smaller arcade style experience would be a, it would be right at home on the switch i don't love the show because it's so complicated even when they gave it free but uh, i had a, such a good time with super mega baseball 2 i still occasionally pop it out and play it it hasn't left my hard drive so it's- I'm looking forward to diving into this one. Yeah, I started, I'm sort of in the same boat with you with something I started this week. I've only put maybe an hour last night, maybe another half hour to an hour today into it. And that's the PS4 remaster of Vanquish. Oh. So Best Buy in Canada, I don't know if it's still on sale, probably won't be by the time this goes live, but they had the two pack of Bayonetta and Vanquish in a steel book on sale for a a price I found reasonable. So I picked that up and I started it. It was $35 for both. So okay. not too bad. Not bad. And I've never yeah. played Bayonetta and Vanquish is probably my favorite platinum game that I've ever played. So it's a it's a, a futuristic third person shooter with, you know, sliding and time freezing and it's it it's it, it's balls to the wall platinum at their very best. The mechanics are solid and I'm having a, a real, real good time playing through this again. And I looked at the trophy list. It's not too bad. So that might actually be something that keeps me with this game. Because it's nice to just pick up, play through one portion of one act and get your final score and you can pop right out. So it's not something you need to, you know, invest a lot of time in in one session. You can sort of come at it in burst, mm-hmm. which is nice for me. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of what I've been playing this week. So this game has been paired together with the remaster of the original Bayonetta playing them side by side or actually have you been playing the original bayonetta or have you played the original bayonetta i think i played a demo uh i don't think i played the original i'm looking forward to jumping into it with it's this it's really good um, the, um so what i was driving at is do you feel like both the games share a lot of like obvious sort of structural uh, dna in terms of their design or do you think that they're kind of an odd coupling and were only put together because they kind of came out at around the same time in Platinum's life? I think it's going to be the latter. 
I don't like one is a third person action game. One is a third person shooter. So they're mechanically very different. Um, Bayonetta is more focused on, you know, larger arena style combat. Vanquish is more point A to point B, you know, move as quickly as you can get into cover, shoot a bunch of stuff, keep going, keep moving. It's very, very kinetic in that way. Um, and just to compare like some of the other platinum games that I have gotten to play, I played the wonderful one one I did not get through maybe the first two levels. Just didn't hook me the way I expected it to. I, I literally exact same story with me. I'm like, um, I, and I really, really wanted to like it, but I was just like, eh, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, and the my the other platinum game that I really, really enjoy is I think it was Transformers Devastation was the name. Correct me if is I'm wrong. War for Cybertron. No, no. So War for Cybertron was on the PS3 by High Moon Studios. I want to say. Who went on to become a satellite yep. studio for the Call of Duty franchise under Activision? But no, this yep. was a cell shaded, it was uh, third person yeah. action game in the vein of the old '80s Transformers cartoon. And thank oh, you, Monarchy, okay. for fact checking me. It was Transformers Devastation. Uh, I actually want to let you know that I looked it up, and I can confirm it was Transformers Devastation as well. Thank you, Cozy. So, I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but so I, I really enjoyed that game as well. But again, like. Vanquish is something different from what they've done in terms of the other... Most of their games are, you know, third-person action, beat-em-up style, um, throw waves of enemies at you and punch and kick and all that stuff. But Vanquish was just different for me when I played it on the PS3, and I really enjoyed it, and I'm really enjoying my time with it on the PS4, and I can't wait to, to finish it off. I look forward to playing it when it comes to PS Plus. That is also pretty likely. Uh, and then the only other thing I've kind of been up to this week is I've been on a bit of a, I mean, lo, yeah, me. I've been on a bit of a Disney Plus kick, you know, like I always, no. yeah, right? It's like you with Animal no Crossing, right? Uh, so I got through, or I finished the the most recent season of The Clone Wars that they released on Disney Plus exclusively made for, yeah, I know, you're wearing Stormtrooper 3D glasses. Those are probably not good for your eyes. You should probably take those off. I Everything yeah, looks just fine. I'm just saying. Great. So this last season of The Clone Wars is so good. If you're not going to watch the whole thing, watch the last four episodes. They all, like, it is one, it is, that that four episode arc at the end of the season makes everything done in the prequels mean more and is better because this came out. That's a tall order. That's that's it, some real big praise if that's yeah, what you're saying about wait, it. Wait, it, it makes... Revenge of the Sith a better movie. It makes Rebels a better series. It it adds so much context to things we've already seen. Um, a Does few it characters get midichlorians. Not in the slightest. Okay, well, can can we confirm that Revenge of the Sith is the best of the prequels? Uh, the I would argue George yeah, Lucas sure. prequels. Uh, I would argue that the Clone Wars as a series is better than anything else that was put out for the prequels. Uh, of the three four movies. Have you guys seen for Clone Wars the? I think it came out in like 2003. It was like these two movies. The Jenny Tarkovsky yes. Clone Wars. Have yeah. any of you guys seen those? Though yeah, they're I've not canon those. anymore, they are amazing. They are really good. Yeah. They're done in the same animation hmm. style as a uh, Samurai Jack, and yeah, it, yeah, oh, cool. it's they are really cool. And for a long time, until they did the most recent, like this Clone Wars, I was like. You know what? This makes the prequels just slightly better because they actually kind of give Anakin a character. And though it's not canon anymore, I still, if you can find a way to watch them, they're very, very good. So this Clone Wars series has had a bit of an interesting history where I think it started on Cartoon Network. 
they canceled it. Netflix picked it up for a season. And then when Disney decided they were going to do Disney Plus, they said, okay, we're going to do one more season of The Clone Wars, which I thought, yeah. like, there's no reason for them to be going back to this property, but it, it friggin' they works. Had a story to tell. So the, the executive producer behind the series, Dave Filoni, is also behind, uh, he's, he's one of the major um, producers, I guess you could say, uh, involved with The Mandalorian. He also so, wrote a bunch of the episodes as well. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. he Yeah, he wrote a bunch of it. He produced a bunch of it. Uh, worked really closely with them, I think. Yeah. I think so. And he's directing at least one more in the... He yeah, directed he, one of the worst episodes. But he also wrote some of the best, so... That's true. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to discredit the guy. The guy's really... No, 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 I know. I, I like his it, hat. It just seems I, like... Yeah, he, he seems to have a knack for making Star Wars better, yeah. which I appreciate. I, uh, I I don't want to get into like a big argument right here and now, but Clone Wars is one of those shows that I've given honest attempts many times and I just can't quite get into. Uh, I, I think that everything that you're saying, Mitch, about the show is true. I you know, can't imagine how the show doesn't tremendously improve upon the prequels. And, you know, what I've just been reading online about how Ahsoka is like this sister to Anakin, that sounds great. Uh, for me, I think one of the kind of barriers that has prevented me from liking the show more is that I just find that it's a little bit too fast-paced. Right. Like, you can tell that the way that the episodes are edited and cut together, it's meant to ensure that younger viewers are engaged, which is perfectly fine, especially if it's a kid show. But, you know, I think that it's critical for me when I'm watching a Star Wars property for there to be those kind of moments of slowness or silence where the gravity of the situation really kind of sinks into the protagonists. And I didn't really find it with that show. But again, that's not like a, that's not me saying like the show is objectively bad. It's just it's not really to my liking. So the only thing I'm going to say, I'm not going to spoil anything about the most recent season that came out because it is relatively new. That the, the last four episodes basically take everything that you didn't like, Cozy, and say forget it. Like they are four, they're, they're four serialized TV episodes. They all play into each other. It is part one, part two, part three, part four in the opening crawl. So it is one succinct storyline through those four. It runs in parallel with Revenge of the Sith and makes Revenge of the Sith a better movie. So if All you're right. going to check out anything, at least check out those last four episodes. Okay. Cool. Anyone else got anything they want to bring up, or can we move into the news? Um, real. Let's move into the uh, news. Oh, oh no, sorry. Go ahead, Adrian. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I'm trying to be real, nice. Real quick. Um, speaking of, we were we were talking about Stadia earlier, and I know I bring it up all the time, but last I week tried we, to get we, back to you. I'm sorry. I know, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we. Uh, after we played uh, PUBG as that kind of test Stadia thing uh, last week, um, we spoke about it la on last week's podcast. I uh, I sort of fell right back into it, and just it's it's the game I play when I get home from work, and I just sit down at my computer, and then I just boot it up on Stadia because my laptop can't exactly run PUBG very well. Yeah, it's fun. I'm having a fun time with it. That's it's all I PUBG. wanted to say about that. Yeah, it's PUBG. It's still PUBG. Um, Yo, if you want to invite us, I'll play with you, even though I'm not a big fan of the game. Sure. Yeah. I'll play just uh, to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not going to enjoy it, but I'll hang out. That. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll message uh, the the chat and see if you guys want to join in the next time I play. Yeah, Sounds I might like as plan. well use my Google Stadia Pro while I still got it because I'm not going to renew it. But you'll still be able to play PUBG after it lapses, right? Oh, is that Four. how it works? I wasn't sure. It, I thought it was. You, I think only. you own the games after Pro lapses, right? 
No, uh, no, it's. I believe that works like, uh, like. Oh, does it work like? Or oh, gold. yeah. I'm um, now uh, less yeah. enthusiastic about Google Stadia. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, you didn't. As is most of, of the internet. Yeah. Okay. And if we've got nothing yeah. else, give people a second of pause. Good. Everyone, good. Then let's get into the news. Hot news. Ready, set, go. News drop. So I I do want to say off the bat, uh, shout out to Monarchy, avid listener of the show. He's in the chat right now. He helped me get some of this stuff together so I could not, you know, be distracted at work today putting this together. So I appreciate it. And we'll get right into the first story. And that is that Jeff Keighley is our Lord and Savior. And he has saved this summer. Uh, main Most of this info being pulled from gamesindustry.biz from Re- Rebecca Valentine. Uh, Jeff Keighley's announced the Summer Game Fest, a global festival running from May to August for showcases, launching games, trailer premieres, demos, and in-game events. It's not intended as a replacement for E3 and will run sort of in parallel with other shows we've talked about coming from IGN and GameSpot. But he's sort of monopolizing this four-month period. Everything that seems to be announced at this point is part of his Summer Game Fest. So we've got Microsoft talking about how they're going to have months of reveals leading up to the launch of the Xbox Series X. And the first one being this week, which unfortunately will be recorded, will be released the day after we record. Maybe we'll pop in, give some impressions right here. Or maybe we won't. We'll see. I just left that mm-hmm. pause for Alex in case he needs it. <laughs> uh so like here's the thing the last time i tried to stream myself reacting to a press conference it didn't go super well however that also was before i bought and built my new pc so uh, th- th- here's the thing it's a little bit too imminent in this case so i don't think it's going to happen but i would definitely like to put together a press yyz reacts to stream at some point in the future for future press conferences yeah, I'd be I'd be totally down for that. In fact, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note of it right now. Let's do that and talk that. about it outside yeah. the show because there are other things that are being branded towards this Jeff Keighley event. Uh, EA has decided to go forward with a digital event in early June. Uh, GDC has decided to shift to a fully digital event even after they were canceled and delayed earlier this year. Uh, as well as Nintendo mm-hmm. has said, due to the current COVID-19 pandemic and their need to restructure to work from home, there is no planned June Nintendo Direct as there has been for the last number of years around the traditional E3 week. Did Nintendo say that or was that just rumors coming out uh, of Nintendo? Let me pull up the article that I pulled that from, from VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb. Uh, Nintendo is telling developing or partner developers it is not going to hold one of its Nintendo Direct video events in June. The publisher is so we haven't heard it from Nintendo then. No, but if just it, we're here, Nintendo has told house. their developing partners that it's mm-hmm. not happening, and then they have basically it has been corroborated across a number of channels. Okay, so cool. odds are it's not happening. Yeah, I think, like, more than anything, more than any of the other news, because everything else is just kind of speculative right now that, like, we don't know what anyone else is doing. This really kind of is like, we're not going to know what Nintendo's going to be doing for the rest of the year, because they have nothing right now. Nothing officially announced, specifically. Like, Animal Crossing was their big thing of 2020, and now who knows when we're going to find out about that. And they need to start doing some marketing for whatever they've got for the later half of this year soon. If they have anything so, for the later half of the year. Yeah. At yeah. This point it could I was just say, could be all like nothing at this point. Well, well, I bet their money was on Metroid prime three or four being the big thing. And then that got pushed right back. 
because they had to restart development on it. Do you think uh, that maybe not like Metroid Prime 4 as an example, but we could see a solo direct that's focused on just a single Nintendo game that would debut around E3 time, and then Nintendo would have their next proper directory would cover multiple games like later on in the year. There could be something small in regards to that. I don't know. I th- I this year we could see. I'm just more likely to see remasters of um, Super Mario 3D World and um, Twilight Princess um, and Wind Waker. Wind Waker, yeah. Wind Waker pack mm. from the Wii. So yeah, I'd I, like to see Wii that U. Too. And I think a lot of this. I mean, a lot of the discussion around Nintendo not holding their traditional June Direct is mostly around the fact that they're a Japanese company and Japan, traditionally, their work culture is in-person, face-to-face meetings. It would be recording things live. It would be planning in-person. So having to shift mm-hmm. to an online ecosystem for all of that work was probably just more than they could manage between now and June. Uh, there are rumors that they will hold something later in the summer. So it's not like we'll go the entire summer without hearing it. But it's not going to be that traditional June E3 timeframe. But what I wanted to ask all y'all gentlemen is this is the final nail in the coffin for E3, right? Like we've been saying this for months, yeah. but this is it, right? It's done. Yeah, there's there's no way to recover from this at this point. Hmm. Like even if they do, will, no. will, will Jeff Keighley not just brand his presence at E3 under the Summer Game Fest banner moving forward? Like, if he's going to go back and help them run their stage presence and their online presence and all that stuff that he's done in the past, producing their stage show, would he not just say, yeah, you can do this, I'll help you with this, but it's under my banner? And E3 just becomes another event. He had a very public breakup with U3 this year. Yeah, it was yeah. a difference of opinion over how they were moving forward with the show, being a mix of press and uh, fan, and they he, they just didn't agree on the way it was being presented. Uh I, I don't I don't think they were going to get back together anyways. I think E3 is just kind of screwed. They don't need the name anymore, especially if they're doing all these digital events. And I'm curious to see what GameSpot and uh, IGN bring to the mix because they all seem to be doing something the same but yet different. It'll be interesting to see. Is it going to be a, a battle of, oh, which show is Sony at? Which show is Activision at? Which show is Bethesda at? Like, is there going to be some mm-hmm. weird split down the road or is everyone going to have things to show everywhere and they're just going to be spaced out through the entirety of the summer to allow room to breathe for some of these announcements. Do you think that we should do a E3 digital event? God, Ooh. no. Why not? I have a full-time job. If we could get you can do it to show for us. AJ, you've got connections, right? I know. I know a guy who's making a video game. <laughs> we'll have one whole game guys. One whole game. Uh, and you know what else we've got? when it comes to one whole game we've got a whole lot of the last of us 2 showing up on the internet so unfortunately yeah. yes it went gold it's gonna come out we're all very excited but the game the game also leaked almost in its entirety at least in terms of major plot and spoilers and i didn't personally get spoiled thank god knock on wood that yeah. that doesn't happen but so far so good uh, I'm gonna, don't say you're not spoiled people send them to I you i know but that. our community is lovely they would not do that to me and if they do i hate them I'm gonna remain. Prob- I'm gonna remain silent on this matter. I was gonna say your mom's gonna spoil you. Mm, we'll see. So there were rumors swirling that you know this was a disgruntled employee, whatever. I think we actually briefly touched on it last week, but Sony's yeah, further yeah. provided some details into their investigation. This person was not response or was not, or the person responsible for the leaks 
uh, was not affiliated with Sony or Naughty Dog, as was heavily rumored. Uh, they decided not to comment any further on that. I'm sure their investigation is still ongoing. Please don't spoil stuff on the internet. That's rude. It's inconsiderate. And yeah. it takes years of what has been the heart and souls and blood and sweat of all these great artists and developers and writers and just ruins the experience for everybody. So don't do it. Don't be a dick. Yeah. But if you are going to spoil mm -hmm. it, do it in the form of a meme. Because at least that will leave you with a happy face as you walk away dying inside. So you know what's not so a happy... send all your spoilers to Cozy Bear. Nobody. You know what's not a smiley face with, you know, rainbows and unicorns coming out of it? The breakup between id Software and the composer of Doom Eternal. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. This is a really... How do you feel, Alex? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to step back. Alex, this one's all yours. So Doom and Doom Eternal, when those games... Doom 2016 was a fresh new face to the Doom franchise. And part of that heart and soul came from Mick Gordon and his basically bringing a heavy metal album cover to life. Not just with the game. Like, like the game's visuals helped did that, but the soundtrack especially was so great the way that they implemented different weapons having different stems associated with them so you could have different you can have different like as you're playing the game it's dynamic in what weapons you're using all of that is awesome and there was so much personality to it and it really helped shape the identity of this new these new doom games and unfortunately it seems like mick gordon is not going to be working with it again because uh from uh, Marty Stratton, who is the he's one of he's like the executive producer at, at ID Software, if I'm not mistaken. He made a post on Reddit, basically addressing the controversy um, because there was so to kind of real. Kudos really to them for doing that. Kudos to them for that, right? Like you don't see this kind of transparency, and it was really good to see. It, the whole situation sucks, but the fact they're being as transparent as they are about yeah. the process of putting together the final mix and the, the OST, very cool to see. Yeah, and I've, I've watched so many interviews with Marty Stratton, and he seems like such a genuine person that I really, like, I had no trouble. Like, this doesn't feel like it's just him trying to save face on behalf of it. It really feels like he is being genuine here. Um, Some really good interviews with Marty on uh, No Clip, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah, that that, that the post mm. the post came out as being genuinely written the way it was written. It didn't sound like mm. it was a bunch of PR fluff. It was yeah. It was what happened. It was the story of how so, this came to be. Yeah. So basically, like, um, there was somebody on Twitter who was like, who was saying, uh, who when the collector's edition of the soundtrack came out, they realized that the levels, um, that the levels were cut off both like the peaks and the lows. They were like really sharply cut off, and they were like, they were kind of saying like, Mick Gordon's a better composer than this. Why is the final mix of the soundtrack like this? And Mick Gordon responded like, I didn't. I didn't mix those tracks. You can tell which ones I did. Uh, I wouldn't have done that. And we thought it was, oh, Bethesda screwed over Mick Gordon and they did it their own way. But right. it turns out that um, the process, uh, he he was supposed to create the soundtrack and he was he he asked for an extension of four weeks from id and id gave it to him and he said that they could produce 30 they actually gave him six or eight weeks they gave him more time he than he asked for he initially asked yeah he initially asked for four weeks but they did give him i believe it was six i but think it was he, six yeah he he said that he could deliver um he could deliver 33 tracks which would be about two hours worth of music um which is a pretty hefty soundtrack uh all things considered um 
And so he, but they started getting worried because they were, he stopped responding to them. Uh, and he delivered, I think, 12 tracks in total. But as they were doing this, um, they asked their audio engineer at id to start working on a id version of the soundtrack so they could just have something because they have obligations because they had this as a uh they had this as a pre-order or not a pre-order but just like a collector's edition bonus so they had obligations to customers to deliver this soundtrack it wasn't even just like they could have it ready when it's ready they had a very strict deadline that they had to meet and yeah, certain certain countries have regulations around if you promise a product, you can only delay it so long from the initial release before people could start, you know, going yeah, after you financially. Yeah, yeah, they could get a full refund, no questions asked, because they didn't get what they were promised. Um, but yep. yeah, so just so they made this id version and they were talking to mick gordon saying like whichever tracks you deliver we can replace the ones that we've made with the ones that you've done but we need to have something and eventually they just like they got to the point where they just had to release it and then people noticed and they started sending death threats there were like some really shitty because he mick gordon didn't come out and say any of this he was kind of very very vague about how he responded to everything and not encouraged but very much kind of like didn't really stop anyone from being dicks on the internet and yeah, so and this from from the, the reddit post I, yeah i was gonna say just from the reddit yeah. post i got a sense that mick was involved with trying to mix these separate tracks into the ost like he was involved with that final mix at least in terms of compiling things mm -hmm. um but and, and the problem was that the additional audio engineer who did get credit people went in and they were like sifting through the meta. They were like, Oh, some of the tracks are just Mick. Some of them are Mick as well as contributions from yeah. person whose name I unfortunately forget. And they're like, Oh, so he's the problem. And then they started attacking him online. And yeah. And that's where uh, this goes back to my and... point from earlier. Don't be a dick. It, that's when Marty came in and was like, this is that... not gonna. And so like this, this cannot stand. And so he, they announced on the Reddit post that, any of the story DLC that they have in production for Doom Eternal, that Mick Gordon will not be involved in it. Yeah, that that uh, uh, the community and stuff attacking uh, whoever they could get their hands on, you know, that just screams like the where, where Reddit thought they caught the Boston bomber and they yes we did yeah. it Reddit. It's very much the, yeah, it's reminiscent very of that. It's just very like it, like pat themselves on the back, but they they got the wrong guy. It's yeah. just, where it's yeah. kind of no one's fault uh it just kind of it's the internet's fault yeah it seems like mm -hmm. from what i can kind of tell that mcgordon in all senses of the word is an artist he makes really cool oh. things but he's also kind of from what it seems he's a little bit difficult to work with and mm. they put up with it because he was delivering an amazing soundtrack uh but to a certain extent you can only kind of push that so far and it the... seems like it is yeah. broken and they're gonna be moving on without him so i ha i didn't play too much of doom eternal i think i maybe got like two levels in before i i just didn't pick it up again i intend right. to famous last words i know but it's okay you I have it on stadia you can play it everywhere i can i can now um but yeah no uh it wait a minute is doom eternal on stadia now it is, oh yeah, you are you okay. su uh, are you surprised by the fact that they had no, a Stadia on. Direct and advertised it in that Direct? Hold on, I was I was thinking of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, where that game is only coming out in the fall. I cool. got the oh, two yeah. mixed. No, the fall. Yeah, <laughs> very confusing. 
We talked um, about that at no. length last week. If you want to go check out last week's episode. No, the I I just found in like those first two episodes. I'm not so I'm not sure. You know specifically what were id's tracks what were mixed tracks so so the thing is with that all of the tracks in game because the way that they the way that they do the soundtrack in the game versus how they do it in like for um like a soundtrack that you would have on spotify or a cd is vastly different so all of the music that you hear in the game is mick Mm -hmm. gordon and then it's like it's implemented in there that's why that's why it sounds so weird on the soundtrack is because they took those stems that Mick Gordon gave them that was specifically designed for the game and they had to then turn that into a oh like an original soundtrack like a, a start and end yeah song. like they had they had to they had to turn it into an actual soundtrack where they had stems beforehand and that's why that's where a lot of these discrepancies came from because Mick Gordon was the one who had the originals that like I think I'm getting yeah. this right. Of, yeah. No, the yeah. the problem yeah. the problem came down to Mick Gordon had the originals. It did not in terms of editing for the OST, the original soundtrack, it is very difficult to do so from whatever files they had to put in game. They did their mm-hmm. best and it didn't work out and now no one's happy and the internet's on fire. And Mick Gordon is no longer going to be associated with Doom, which is really sad because now they kind of have to try to find a new identity in their their music. And I, I just feel like whatever is next for Doom, uh, whether it be the DLC or another game, it's immediately going to get compared to Mick Gordon, which isn't fair for whoever this next composer is going to be. Because I just I really hope that they try to just find a new sound. I hope that they don't try to do like a pale imitation. No, and it needs to be whoever comes in. It has to be their voice, their vision, and that's it. You can't copy something someone else did. Just do something original, and people will hopefully understand. And with that, yeah, I think we can wrap up. People are known to understand things. Not on the understand. internet. Okay, I'm trying to wrap up the news. Can we do that? Are we? Are we good? We're good. All right, what? cool. So that's it for I, the. N- I guess so. God damn it. That's it for the news. So let's move on to read slash watch all the things. This week it is in fact watch all the things. So none of these are mine. So y'all can you know have at these. So um, I guess I'll go first since mine's the first one on the list. Uh, this is a really cool interview that I found on YouTube with the legendary composer. Speaking of composers, uh, Marty O'Donnell, who you might know for, uh, from a little game called Halo and uh, Destiny and Destiny Two. Well, some of Destiny Two, but he. Um, so it's uh, on YouTube. Uh, the channel is the Act Man, uh, and they just sit down uh, over yeah. over Discord, and they do a really really cool interview. Um, this is kind of this is post mortem uh, Marty O'Donnell, where he's he's done with Destiny. He's kind of doing his own thing now. He doesn't really have a a project yet, but he's still kind of just like hanging around the industry, and he just kind of gets really reflective, especially about Halo, because I know the Act Man is a really big Halo fan. And there's just some really, really cool, interesting information. Like, what was it like to work with, um, with like, uh, uh, artists like uh, Breaking Benjamin and Incubus? Man, I can't speak for Halo Two. Uh, <laughs> there was <laughs> on the just uh, on the first Halo game, uh, they had to do all of the sound and music for the cutscenes in three days. They got Jesus. eleven tracks. Do- they got eleven tracks done in the first day. The next day was 9-11. Oh, my God. (laughs) So there's, like, there's really cool and interesting tidbits like that of, like, just how Halo came to be, especially with its sound uh, and music. So I would highly recommend watching it. It's called A Legendary Interview with Marty O'Donnell. 
composer from Halo, Bungie, and Destiny. We'll be sure to tweet these out after the show goes live next week. So don't worry about trying to find it now. We'll be sure to hook you guys up with with links to these things. And the second one on our list, Nathan, it says Animal Crossing. I'm assuming you put this on the run of show. Oh, no. I put it in there. (laughs) (laughs) You guys figured out how to hoodwink me and sneak more Animal Crossing into the show. It's almost over, I swear to God. Actually, no, it's not. It also shows up in our topic (sighs) of the show. But well, we're almost at least there. there, we're going to be talking about things in Animal Crossing we hate. That is true. Go ahead, AJ, and probably um, Nathan. Yeah. So the so this is another uh, video, and it's called "Imagine Animal Crossing with all the quality of life features we actually want and we'll and, never and get." This, yeah, that we'll never get because Nintendo is Nintendo. But um, the channel is Nick Ha, H A. Um, well, well, like I said, we'll send out all these links, yeah. so don't worry yeah, about this... trying to find it. We'll we'll hook you up. We'll hook y'all up. Yeah, if you just look up the title that I just said, then you'll f- probably find it. But no, it 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 it's a very convincing Nintendo Direct style um, Animal Crossing wish list, and it looks mm-hmm. it's it's so well put together, so well edited, and it looks like. Um, Nintendo could have made it themselves um, and it looks like real features that could be coming but it's fake and it's just the things that would make me want to play more Animal Crossing if these things were implemented so Mitch and like Mitch we talked about this video earlier and Mitch we don't think any of this stuff's gonna happen god no right this stuff's too good to be true so I've got a secondary take on it. And number one, New Leaf, uh, Nintendo supported for years. There was a major update four or five years after the game came out that added Amiibo support and new features to the game. In New Leaf. Great. I don't want that they years now have, from now. Why wouldn't we not have these no. things at launch? Well, they're now... Th- well, we could say that about a lot of games, though. That is also true. Um, Nintendo has shown... In some games, like Pokemon, they've continued to add to... Is that not correct? Um, I haven't played Pokemon since launch. Kind of. They're doing DLC for the first time with Sword and Shield. Yeah. Yeah. So we could see updates into Animal Crossing. They're going to be doing monthly... Like, they've got events and stuff in the game planned out through uh, June at this point that they've shown in the last uh, Nintendo Direct for it. So I could see some of these coming down the pipeline. Nintendo's, I'm sure, hearing the fans' criticism and feedback... It's obvious I love Animal Crossing. It has its flaws. This video was so great to see and then so disappointing that I can't do any of this stuff. It was almost me. <laughs> and seeing this video is just, you know, put the nail in the coffin oh. of, I think I'm more so, or like, less done with Animal Crossing. Hold on. I'm trying to understand, like, watching this video, do you enjoy watching it? Because, like, you like seeing someone articulating your criticisms about the game in a really kind of concise and well-presented manner or because... It's like, ah, this is so disappointing. Yes, but the frustration fill me up. It's it's a good release. It's it's a good combination of the two things you said. It's it's a release of that frustration in a very well put and articulate manner that that is easily digestible for anybody watching. I've seen a lot of photoshops of here's what they could do, and it shows like a durability counter on tools or like in the shops or they've added. I've never seen something this good getting down to. Here's the major problems of the game. I'm hoping Nintendo watches this and goes, we got to look at some of this stuff. 
even if they put like two or three at a time in every update or whatever, like one, even one yeah. would be such a big help. Yep, and it'll be great when we see all of these in Animal Crossing's future horizons, but we're not going to see it in this game. And with that, we can wrap up <laughs> that segment of the show and move on to its reigning deals. And the only thing we've got for this week are this month's and additions to Xbox Game Pass, both on console and PC. So on console, Xbox Game Pass is going to be adding DayZ, Red Dead Redemption 2, Final Fantasy IX, and Fractured Minds, which I've never heard of. You should play it again, Alex, on uh, Game Pass. (laughs) If it was on Game Pass PC, I would do it. I played it on my (laughs) PS4 again, so... Speaking of game... But what if you could get the achievements on Xbox? But I don't have an Xbox. Get an Xbox. Speaking of Xbox Game Pass on PC, you're going to get Endless Legend, Final Fantasy IX, and as an addition to the Master Chief Collection, Halo 2. I'm so excited. So very quickly, I got into the public flight for Halo 2 anniversary, and holy shit, that game is beautiful on PC. It doesn't have any of the sound problems or texture issues that Halo... Uh, combat evolved had on pc and it's looking like it's going to be real real good and i mean i'm just going to say this now when it comes out on may 12th on tuesday i'm going to be streaming the game on press uh twitch.tv slash press yyz like i already know i'm going to be doing that so watch it we know you will and we'll all try to be there and support you as you try to get through net legendary and nearly kill yourself halo 2 halo 2 legendary is fucking brutal with jackal snipers so prepare for that so Final Fantasy IX did not make our list of the top 10 Japanese RPGs because we put Final Fantasy VII on instead. But it's the best we Final also Fantasy. Th- play it. Yeah, that list was kind of weird, but okay. whatever. You're there were some complaints about it today. It. There were complaints, we'll unfortunately. To, we will be able to address those complaints in the future. That is sure. the plan. Please Sorry, keep go on about feedback. Yeah, go on about Final Fantasy IX. Uh, it's just, it's such a good game. Um, if it's free, you can play it. I will warn you, there's like shortcuts that make the game faster, but it makes it slower in the same way because it puts your characters into weird trance modes, which means you have to do it every single time. Um, but the game's just fun. It's a good game, great characters. It's probably got the best cast in Final Fantasy history. So, yeah, play it. I might actually play it because it's on PC. Game Pass. It's not a bad so. idea, but with yeah. that, we can wrap up the deal segment of the show. And now, for something brand new, shiny, fancy, and we don't even know if it's going to work. For our topic of the show, we are going to be discussing the worst video game NPCs of all time in a game of what we're calling Bracket Blitz. Ooh. This is our our best name yet. Let me explain the rules. So we've, we've got a top 16 bracket of the worst video game NPCs of all time. We'll go matchup by matchup. You guys can fight it out as best as you want. Uh, Monarchy thinks Bracket Blitz sounds like an underrated Wii game from the 2007 through 2009 era Wii, and he's absolutely right, and I don't care. So is everyone <laughs> is everyone going to be able to contribute on one of the brackets, or do we want to, like, split it up? No, ev- everyone is going to vote okay. on every matchup. Okay, if there's it. a tie, I am your tiebreaker. Will I go based on your arguments, or will I go based on who I think is the worst video game NPC? Yes. Uh, If you tune into twitch.tv slash pressyyz right now, which I'm assuming you probably are because you're watching this live, uh, you should be able to see the bracket on screen. That's fantastic. And and for all of you 
dedicated audio listeners, we will describe it. Yes. Yeah. So I Sorry, will get into I, I that a, now. I had a brief little technical snafu, and I had to figure out how to get it back on. But it's all it good. looks like a bracket for our listeners. It's you a asked. You asked me to fill time. That's about the only thing I'm good for on this show. So I got you. Don't worry. I, I'm not going to argue with you. So to go through the bracket briefly, uh, I'll go by how I've ranked them in the bracket. So at number one, number one rank, we've got Navi from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Then we've got Tom Nook from Animal Crossing. We've got, where's number three? Probably should have planned this out better. Mm -hmm. uh, the Duck Hunt Dog from Duck Hunt. Baby Mario from Super Mario Land Yoshi's Island. Jar Jar Binks from the Lego Star Wars games. Just because hmm. I hate Jar Jar. Uh, at six, we've got Ashley Graham from Resident Evil 4. Seven, you've got Tingle from The Legend of Zelda. At eight, you've got Hop, your rival from Pokemon Sun and Moon. At isn't nine, we've got... And... Wait, wait, but isn't he Sun and Moon. And she... Sun and Sun... Moon. Okay, when I was Googling it, I couldn't find Sun and Moon. I was only finding Sword and Shield. Wait, do I have shield? these backwards? How? H-A-U is H-A-U is who I was thinking. Yes, you're right. So this is Hop from Pokemon. Sword and Shield. Yeah. Well, they're very See, here's the thing personally i would just keep hop because i think hop is more annoying but okay then we'll stick with hop i just missed right. the only one i can make an argument for sure so we'll go hop from sword and shield up against zeke from infamous um number 10 we've got mr Rossetti from the animal crossing franchise we've got slippy frog in there from Star Fox. irish from red dead redemption such a weird choice no it's not all the characters in that game no, it's remember I haven't played this game. This came from the internet. Amy from the Sonic franchise, Roman Bellic from GTA 4, the 343 Guilty Spark from Halo, and then the Arrow to the Knee guy from Skyrim. So first off, how do we feel about the things I pulled from the internet? Okay, uh, like question. that was my biggest question was were these all you or were these the internet? God no. These are really strange choices. Some of them. I haven't played half these sense. games. So how are you going to do a tiebreaker? Uh, if I haven't played it, it'll be based on your arguments. If I've played one and not the other, it's going to be the one I've played. So, Great. quick question. Was there a logic to which ones you pitted against uh, which ones? Uh, I went with the ones I knew being higher rated than the ones I didn't. Okay. I, I think it's pretty... I, th I think it'll be pretty fun, the way that I've seeded these. Uh, for future episodes of this, if we want to collaborate on the seedings, I would be more than happy to do that. But no one like looked somebody... at my list before today, so... This is what you get. I feel like it's better if one person does the seedings because if we do collaboration, then that kind of spoils the bracket to a point. Yeah. That's also true. Okay. So the way we're going to do this, there will be a winner at the end. Each of your hosts has put in a prediction for how they think this is going to go and will be awarded points based on whether or not they predicted the right winner for each I individual matchup what my prediction was. in each individual round. It's okay. It's all on the website. It'll be very easy. So we'll start with the first matchup. I'll give you guys some time to vamp, and then I will need a decision. So in our first matchup of round one, we have Navi from The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, up against the Arrow to the Knee guy from Skyrim. Is Go. this even a competition? Hey, listen. The I... Arrow from the Knee guy is not even an NPC, one NPC. He's all over the game. Yeah. Yeah. He's awful. I mean, the thing about the Arrow to the Knee guy, though, is I feel like he birthed a meme yeah. that we all got to enjoy for a couple of years. And I mean... Uh, there's nothing wrong it? with that people people started to hate that meme like immediately <laughs> but but, uh, but now, i mean that now it's come all full circle and it's funny again 
it's is funny it? to bring i think it's hilarious to bring up just a random 2011 meme that no one has thought about in years but maybe that's just my i mean it's kind of like bringing up borat in 2020 like yeah, it's so it's, dated it's and awful that it now. works yeah, yeah. it's ironic suit is black ir- not it's the irony my of wife. it now that i love so i would say it's got to be navi like it's Na- navi. navi's helpful navi's it's navi helpful. no questions no fuck yeah. off i don't think no. <laughs> Navi. Navi's fucking helpful, man. Navi, Look. all Navi says is, "Hey, listen." Hey, listen. Look. That's not. Hey, that's listen. it. That's hey, it. Listen. That's helpful. It's that's hey, listen. Helpful. Look, and you go there. Fucking arrow in the knee, guy. What does he do? He he goes. Uh, fucking, I got an arrow in the fucking knee. Fuck, you go to every fucking town. Some asshole got a fucking arrow in the knee. Fuck that. No, okay. that's the most obnoxious fucking NPC shit ever. So, calm down, ar- please. <laughs> so my <laughs> argument here, and I, the. Arrow to the knee guy is not one character. It's a sound bite. It's a sound yeah. bite. It is not a character. Navi is, it is a character. It's annoying, but it's not a character. This is the uh, worst video game NPCs, non-playable characters. Skyrim it's not a character. Town guard. Skyrim okay. Town guard is let's, the NPC character. Let's let's put this to rest. Who thinks the arrow to the knee guy is more annoying? By show of hands. By show of hands, we have just AJ. I'm assuming the other three believe navi is more annoying in which case navi will be advancing in round one in our first matchup (laughs) of this tournament next up here we go spicy okay next up will probably be less spicy because i screwed it up and it doesn't matter anyway we have hop from pokemon sword and shield going up against zeke from infamous who is more annoying go so like the thing about zeke is i'd say that he's pretty annoying for the first third of the first infamous and then after that i feel like he's fine he, he's he, not my favorite character but he's fine doesn't he show up in second son at some point that's the only one i, mm, I played two and i played second no son, so uh, I, I, I think he shows son. up in like a tie-in comic to second son i don't remember him showing okay. up in the game proper okay I've been, he, he also I takes no a bit of a turn at some point doesn't he making him bad I mean, he he disagrees with Cole at the end of Infamous 2, depending on the decisions you make. But his, like, although he disagrees with Cole, he's taking the better stance, basically. I'm trying to remain vague to avoid spoilers. No, no, that's understandable. Because remember, we're arguing worst video game NPC. You can interpret it that any way you want. I said annoying. It could be bad, evil. Whatever you guys want to make this is what it is. I don't care. So which character is worse between Hop Hop and Zeke? If I'm going to pick, I'm going to say Hop's worse. Um, he's kind yeah, of... for sure. Yeah, like, I've I, played okay. Pokemon sort of through. I'm a Pokemon master, as we've all discussed in the past. And he could have just not been in the game. That would have been great. I'd like to see a Pokemon game without a rival. Try that. But they have to be the same hmm. game every time. Try, try something wonderful every time. I mean, with Sword and Shield, I think I discussed this on another podcast. I think that game would have been better if it was just about the gyms and if there had been no evil team plot in the game at all. There really uh, wasn't at the end of the day. And yeah. that's why they shouldn't have even had it in the game. Uh, but that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, Hop's terrible. Put it in uh, a put vote. Through. Okay, we're going to put this to a vote. Who thinks Hop is the worst video game or the lesser video game NPC compared to Zeke from Infamous? By show of hands. Okay, we've got Cozy, Nathan, and AJ saying Hop is worse, in which case Hop will be the character moving on to round two of this bracket. In our next matchup, we have Baby Mario from Yoshi's Island going up against Amy from Sonic. Fight. Baby Mario fucking sucks. He's a Um, bad mechanic. 
So he's baby so, Mario. I'm never going to say that he sucks because he's the king of video games. Um, plus, have you played Sonic 2 or the Dreamcast Sonic games? Amy is no fun to put. You play as her. She's not. She's playable in that game. Some games she is. Some games she isn't. So it's an NPC sometimes, and that's what I went with. All I'm Sonic characters is, are just annoying. We had to have an annoying Sonic character on this list. All I'm going to say is I've seen more Rule 34 of Amy, and it's hey. terrible, and that's yeah. ruined. It's ruined my innocence, and that's so, why she needs to be off. Here's the that's thing. Why she needs Disagree. To be yeah. I have a... I have a decent bit of experience with the Sonic games, but I'm beginning to realize that I haven't actually played a lot of Sonic games featuring Amy. And, like, like literally the only Sonic game I think I've played featuring Amy was Sonic Unleashed. And in that game, like, for all that game's problems, she's barely in it, and I didn't think she was that annoying. Is there, like, a major Sonic game where she's in it and she's, like, really annoying? Or I would have had to have played more Sonic games to be able to give you an argument there. I, I purposely don't play Sonic games because they're all bad. They're not um, all bad. Every, there's not a good Sonic game. Not a single one. Fair. Well, yeah, whatever. All, All right. right, let's put it to a vote uh, then. Uh, hold on, can I just say something yeah. very quickly? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to vote for Baby Mario being the worst one, but I will Me say too. this. Everybody dislikes Baby Mario because his scream is so shrill and annoying, but it serves its purpose. It lets you know that he's in mm -hmm. danger and that you have to go back and rescue him. I think that... I at the end of the day, it doesn't redeem him utterly, but it's like there's a purpose to his annoyingness. I, I think the purpose of Baby Mario in like as 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 a character in specifically in what was it? Yoshi's Yoshi's Island? Is that Yoshi's what Island? Yep. Full time, yeah. Yoshi's Island specifically like the mechanic is you, it's basically your health bar. In, in a way you get yeah. hit and you have to go get baby mario back and that's just that's an encumbrance that's an obnoxious and that's the that's the worst part of that game the fact that it, if if by whatever reason you, you you miss press a button baby mario goes floating off in a bubble and you got to go pick him up again and it's like no you just want to move forward sometimes and you just want to take take your licks and keep moving forward if you can. But you can't. you got to go catch the baby. And that's annoying. It sounds like we're coming to more or less a conclusion here. So I'm just going to put it to a quick vote. Who thinks Baby Mario is worse than Amy by show of hands? Oh, okay. So we've hmm. got an even split. We've got Cozy and AJ saying Baby Mario is more annoying slash a worse NPC. And we've got Nathan and Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, but saying Amy is the worse NPC. Yeah. Uh, yep. I wow. Okay. So I got to vote anything against Sonic. Yeah, me too. Uh, uh, okay. And I have to break this tie. You hate Sonic Yikes. as well. Do the right thing. I hate Sonic. I don't hate Sonic. So there have been, I've enjoyed what I've played of Sonic Generations, even though I never finished it. And I've enjoyed what I've played of Sonic Mania and I've never finished it. But is Amy in either of those games? I don't know. Cause I didn't finish them. I think the she might be in generations. Sonic Unleashed uh, was really good. If, they didn't do any of the Werehog stuff. The if the mechanic if of Baby Sonic... Mario, okay, the mechanic of Baby Mario screaming at you, I'm with AJ. It is the worst part of Yoshi's Island. It's it's unique, but it, it's annoying as all hell. And for that reason, Baby Mario is going to be voted through as the worst NPC in that matchup. I'm sorry. In our next matchup, this is going to be a fun one. We've got Irish from Red Dead Redemption up against Jar Jar Binks from Lego Star Wars. Okay. who's So Irish got you into Mexico. Jar Jar Binks killed the Jedi Order. 
so Misa well, thinks he was wrong. I don't remember who Irish is. I played Red Dead when a year or two after it came out, so it's been a long time. But I really don't remember who he is. So he did not He's stick in- out. Jar Jar Binks sticks out as a problem. Yeah. But I mean, is he a problem in Lego Star Wars? He's Jar Jar Binks. He's always He's a problem at everything. Problem. <laughs> but I mean, like, so hold on a second. Quick He's question. actually pretty, why, a pretty why, redeemable character in the Clone Wars. You should watch it. Why specifically Lego Star Wars, though? Because, I mean, certainly hasn't Jar Jar appeared in other Star Wars games as an NPC? Maybe Episode One Starfighter? I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it's kind of, the problem with, here's the thing. If he had chosen Jar Jar Binks as an NPC in any other Star Wars game, I could have been like, yeah, okay. But the problem is, is that Lego Star Wars is overall so slapstick and cartoony. It's a game where a character like Jar Jar Binks actually kind of makes sense. So I can't in good conscience vote for him in this Doesn't case. He jump really, really high in, in Lego Star Wars as well. That was like his, Maybe. Like, that was his thing. Maybe, yeah. And so the specifically you you have here Lego Star Wars the video video game that's like the first one right and in those yeah. first ones weren't all the characters silent anyway so taking yes. the context of that Jar Jar Binks Jar Jar Binks's most annoying feature is being around is not is is not pr- not necessarily present he's not being outwardly annoying he's just happens to be there. But Are you guys going to make me, me split this one again? It sounds like you're going to make me split this one he again. He reminds me of the things that I hated about the prequels. Just visually seeing it. him makes him worse. Because yeah, it makes of me how he... sick, and I want to take action against it. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it to a vote. Who's in favor of Jar Jar Binks moving forward as being the worst video game NPC? At least Irish is useful. Okay. He got you into Mexico. So we've got Alex, Nathan, I, I and AJ. I don't even know who Irish is. I never it, even it, asked him. I had, to, I had that, to look him up again. And for that reason, Jar Jar Binks is going to move on. The fact that we remember Jar Jar Binks, doesn't it not mean that in some way he's kind of a better character than Irish is? A more no, memorable he's character, more but he's still Jar Jar. Or annoying. Uh, whatever. Our next matchup pits one of Nathan's favorite games of all time up against one of Alex's. We've got Tom Nook in the Animal Crossing series up against 343 Guilty Spark from Halo. So and go. I, I first I want to start this and apologize to Cozy because when remember when we did our first five by five and mm-hmm. I put Tom Nook as a villain? I've mm-hmm. turned around on Tom Nook after playing Animal <laughs> How Crossing. How dare Uber you? Horizons. All right. Here we go. Um you're you're right. Tom Nook hands out mortgages asks for no return date on the mortgage that he's put out, and basically just continues to give you loans to buy houses with no interest. He's a good guy. I don't think he's annoying in any fashion. And in New Horizons, you pay your house off, and then he doesn't ask for anymore, and he gives you free remodeling for the rest of your life. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my uh, my argument back in the day for why I didn't think Tong Nook was as villainous as people make him out to be is that it, it's like one of those things where it's just become a meme at this point and people like to say, oh man, Tom Nook is such a villain because it's a fun thing to say. I don't think that he's really that bad. Where 343 is pretty annoying. He betrays you and then he also tries to... Spoilers! He try- This is literally 2001. It's the first game. I don't know he anything. Try, he tries to commit genocide against the entire life. And so he's kind of a piece of shit. 
he is also just really annoying because his voice is really annoying. Also, they named 343 Industries after it, and they've made two not great Halo games. So I think I was that gonna, alone is principal. I was going to ask, is that where 343 is from? Yeah, it's yeah. three. It's based off of uh, that character. Okay. I've so never played it, a Halo. It, it, isn't Guilty Spark the final boss of Halo 3? Yes. Huh. You get to, he killed... You, you Spoilers, to, we're going to cut it there, and I'm going to ask for a vote. Who thinks Guilty big, Spark is a worse NPC than Tom Nook? We've got a vote of 3 to 1, the 1 being AJ. So By Guilty worse, Spark... I think he's, he's like an actual like bad guy. Villain? Yeah, that's He's fair. a villain, but not that annoying. It's pretty straightforward. I think his voice is a little obnoxious. And now we get to move on to the second... Now we get to move on to the second Animal Crossing represent on this list because animal crossing one that technically he's there is he he's there oh he's there you just don't see him uh it has something to do with your he's there i don't remember what his they said something about what his new job was i'll look it up when while you guys argue but that will be mr Rossetti from the animal crossing franchise going up against tingle from the legend of zelda majora's mask uh i have complicated thoughts on this one do you? Um, Tingle Kulu Limpa. So, like, the thing about Tingle is, on one hand, I kind of, I understand what they were going for with the character. The whole point about Tingle is that he is basically an obsessed Zelda fan that wandered into a Zelda game. Like, him drawing maps, him dressing up like Link. He's basically meant to parody, you know, like, an obsessive fanboy or fan whatever. And, you know, given the fact that he debuted in the year 2000 with Majora's Mask, like, I can't think of many other video games at that time that had characters that were of that nature. So I do have to give him credit in that regard. I I think the problem with Tingle is that they just forced him a little bit too much into the series. I feel like if they had kept him as more of a background character, a side character who you aren't forced to go and see people been like oh that that he's weird but you know the zelda has a lot of weird characters but instead they kind of shoved him down our throats a lot and that kind of poisoned the well on the other hand i don't have i don't have any love for mr Rossetti either so. so mr Rossetti from animal crossing if i remember correctly is the guy who punishes you for time traveling in the game also or there's some you, sort of your save gets corrupted yeah. things like that he pops up yeah but is it that he punishes the- you or is he just like he just talks to you. Like, what does he actually do? It's something about the time traveling. But as far as I'm concerned, he gets you mad at you traveling. for messing with the game. Yeah, as far if if that's the case, I I'm I'm not too familiar with um, uh, Animal Crossing before uh, New the Horizons. One. Um, yeah, you can call. If that's him- the case. If he if he gives if he is scolding people for ruining the game experience for themselves then you know what yeah good good for him yeah he's he's doing his job well stick around now hold on here's the thing though if you recall mr assetti appears as a assist trophy in the super smash bros series Mm. where he obscures most of the screen with his annoying filthy dialogue also that annoying filthy dialogue does make an appearance in animal crossing new horizons mr Rossetti is the operator behind the rescue services app I've never had oh. to use that app. Yeah, I don't even yeah, know same. what he says. I used it once as like a, as like a just a test, but like I. Do you get Nook Miles if you use it? You um, use you, you <laughs> consume Nook Miles if you use it. Uh, cozy, I'll put this out here. Uh-huh. If we don't vote Mister Seti Ford, we don't have to talk about Animal Crossing for the rest of the podcast. 
Let's put it to a vote. Who thinks Tingle is more annoying or the worst NPC compared to Mr. Rossetti? Tingle is the type oh, Tingle's of kid the worst. that should yeah. have been bullied in school. Cozy tried. <laughs> or Nathan tried to convince Cozy but couldn't do it. But with that being said, it's still a three-to-one vote against Cozy and Mr. Rossetti moving forward. It will be Tingle that moves ahead in our bracket. So for our next matchup, we have the Duck Hunt dog from Duck Hunt up against Roman Bellick from GTA 4. Roman's a good guy. He he invites you to his country, into like he helps you get to America. He gives you a, a place to stay, and he just wants to go bowling. Like, what's the problem with that? You it's can annoying. hang up on him. You can hang up on him if you don't want to do it. it. Like, it's not that it forces you to do it. You can just be like, "Fuck off," no, and that's fine. Fucking the duck hunt dog actively makes fun of you when your broken controller doesn't hit the duck and you don't get it. It laughs at you. Fuck that dog. That dog should be put down. So, whoa. Whoa. What the fuck? That was a little much. So, <laughs> one thing that I've always been really annoyed about is that eventually, of course, they made the Duck Hunt dog a playable character in Super Smash Bros. But if you do the taunt that makes him do the, like, laugh, it it's not the same laugh noise as in Duck Hunt. And it's like, what a missed opportunity. You would all love to just whoop someone's ass in Super Smash Bros. and then be able to do the taunt that does the laugh. But it's not the same. So it's like, well, why even bother? So as somebody who played the Duck Hunt when it came out... Um, the Duck Hunt. I, the Duck Hunt. Okay. Who who out of uh, us has played the original Duck Hunt on the NES? I have a zapper on that shelf over there. I've, I've actually played I, it. I, oh, yeah. I, played, I played it at like a convention, basically. I played I'm, in, it. I'm in your boat, Cozy. So I, I've played it when it came out. I bought the Wii U re-release they did of it um, as well. Um, I cut the wire off because it stopped working. Yeah. Uh, no, I never found Duck Hunt Dog annoying in any fashion from when I played Duck Hunt. He was just like a charming little yeah. dog that was in the corner. And really, I'm I'm a big dog fan. There's no way I can put a dog moving forward. Plus, like, I love GTA 4. I think... My opinions changed on over the years. I thought it was a perfect game when it came out, and that opinion has changed. Uh, where I think it's a very empty, big open world, and I don't it's think it's a game of its time. Yeah, it, it yes. definitely is. Um, Roman doesn't add to the story, and constantly he, he makes it almost feel bad because it's like you have a family member who you're ignoring, and he's reminding you of your family member that you're ignoring. Everybody, I, go call your mother. I don't have yeah. to because she's in chat, but everyone else should go call their mother. Hi, Mitch's mom again. <laughs> Hello. let's I'm put it to a vote I've, i'm sorry what? i've said so many terrible things so far it's okay we had aj screaming <laughs> about arrow to the knee guy so it's fine let's put it to a vote so who thinks that the duck hunt dog in duck hunt is a worse video game npc than roman bellick in gta 4 and we've got a split ladies and gentlemen alex and now, cozy think duck hold hunt on. is worse i have and nathan and aj ready. voted for roman I have my phone ready. I could call my mom and ask her who she thinks is worse. <laughs> what do you think? That Would is our tiebreaker. Call your mom and ask her which of these right. characters is worse, and that is who is moving forward. Is there a chance oh, she knows either of these characters? It doesn't like matter. Duck Hunt more than Nika yeah, or than Roman Bellic. That and that's what I'm anticipating All moving go- forward. But we'll All see what Cozy's mom is, says. Remember when Nico Bellic's voice actor got ostracized by Rockstar because he wanted to get paid more? And then he wanted the, to get paid a the, fair wage. Yeah, I remember that. He mm-hmm. got paid. He got paid pretty well for Grand Theft Auto Four, if I'm not mistaken. By the way, remember when Roman, the Roman voice actor, he made like that, like that voice clip of him making fun of Nico. That was great. Also, my mom says that. no need to censor. So go, mom. 
Somehow my oh, mom, who's upstairs, isn't answering her phone. Oh. oh. And with that, oh. and the fact that I never played GTA 4, Duck Hunt Dog is moving on. Fuck off. What? Yeah, hey, I never played GTA cousin. 4. You want to go bowling? That's not. And our last I'll, I'll get my mom on the show sometime in the future. Don't worry. We'll do a mom's better cast. Answer this It'll be question. fun. Up to the last matchup of round one we've got ashley graham of resident evil 4 up against slippy frog from Star Fox. Slippy's moving on uh yeah, no ashley graham she's the ashley, worst ashley so, listen okay she's like oh you gotta protect her and all that she listens to you whenever you tell her to go hide in the dumpster it's like that's all you need like you just I tell didn't, her to go so i don't like resident evil 4 we've talked about how i don't like I resident listen, evil 4 I, I i'm very well aware of that because <laughs> I, I edited episode. that episode. Speaking of episodes, uh, bonus episode, Getting to Know Nathan, now available on all podcast services. Please go listen to You've it. edited really all the episodes. Yes, I yes. know, but this one, this is the one I most recently did. That's why I'm that is fair. saying it's um, most fresh in my mind. But she's the worst part of that game. She's absolutely terrible. She doesn't listen. Like, you're saying she, she does, does what she's supposed to. She does not do what she's supposed to. She's one she of the worst examples does. of an NPC character. Because here's the thing. Slippy, he's just off flying around. He does his own thing. You need her to cooperate with you so you can move on. And she fucking doesn't do that. Fuck you, her. You need Slippy You need Slippy to shoot down some dudes. Instead, no, you, Slippy you goes go and gets wolf. shot down all the time. Cozy all the guys get shot attacked. down. Peppy gets shot down. Falco gets shot down. They all get shot down. Slippy thoughts, more cozy? so than anybody. The Slippy why, always why gets we... himself into those slippery situations. This is frog racism. Out of. I mean, I... I Frogism? Slippy, you know, for all his annoyances, is a man or a frog of science. There is that part in Super Smash Bros. Brawl where he hacks into Snake's codec and basically calls him and talks about making weapons for him. And it's like, on one hand, it's like, well, it kind of sucks that he hacked into Snake's codec. He could be a spy. But also, hey, I mean, you know, he's trying to help help out Snake. I gotta respect that. It's gotta let's be. Put it to, let's no, put it to a vote. Is is Slippy? Slippy is the kid that another kid that should have been bullied in school. Wow! How do you know he wow. Yikes! How do you know you gonna, he wasn't bullied? Are you gonna bullied? ask to put him down too? I mean, what is with you and this animal cruelty? It's just apparently the anthropomorphic animals. I've got to. It's time. It's time to vote. Who thinks Ashley Graham is a worse NPC than Slippy Frog? Never. There I it is. 50 50 split is. again. We've got Cozy and Nathan like saying Ashley's worse. We've got Alex and AJ saying Slippy's worse. Ashley Graham can go die in a fire. She's moving on. That is Fuck one her. of the worst Point NPCs the I've. You gotta save her. Yeah, and she's just annoying and a brat the entire time. She's the president's daughter. How she thinks Slippy she's better than you. She helps you. She no, is she a doesn't brat. help you. She's yeah, she a brat. Does. No, she doesn't. She does. She's moving on. She's moving on. We have our bracket for round two. Once my screen loads, it's taking some time. Come on. Uh, okay, so okay. in round two, we've got Navi going up against Hop, Baby Mario up against Jar Jar, Guilty Spark and Tingle, and Duck Hunt Dog going up against Ashley Graham. So how do we feel so far, guys? Is this fun? I feel good. I'm having yeah, fun. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is, I like this it. This is definitely a good <laughs> format. This okay. is something. Yeah, I'm, I'm really <laughs> in love with... I know I already said it at the front, but I really love the name of this uh, segment. Bracket Blitz? It just sounds like a yeah. crappy iOS app. Can, can, can I make a recommendation for next time we do this? Can we take uh, predictions from the community before the show? Absolutely. Oh, that, we will do that for future yeah. episodes for sure. Yeah. So we'll get into round two now. 
For round two, the mm. first matchup we've got is Navi from Ocarina of Time up against Hop from Pokemon Sword and Shield. Blitz. So, hey, listen, Navi's the worst character and is going to win this thing. Let's just no, move her on and keep going. Stupid. So you're fucking wrong. Here's the thing. You're fucking it, wrong. I haven't played Pokemon, this newest Pokemon, and you're fucking wrong. I'm just in Pokemon. That... Go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go, go ahead. ahead. All right. Thank you. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, they try to have a character arc for Hop where he feels briefly sad, and I, I just felt nothing. I felt nothing at all. Navi, you know, for all her annoyances, there is that part at the end of Ocarina of Time, spoilers, where she leaves. And spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. You, you, can, you can look at it cynically and be like, oh, I was so relieved because she left. Oh, and that makes her the better character. But... There is, I, there was a tinge in me that was like, it really is sad that she fulfilled her destiny and now has to move on. And I c can't say that I had emotions as crystallized and as hard about Hop. So, Hop's worse. Alex? From minute, from minute one, Navi is in your ear, blistering you and just complaining mm -hmm. to you. And just you just want her to go away. You want some peace and quiet. At <laughs> least... I'm assuming based Hold on... Hold on a second. Hold I'm on. Are you saying... Did you say Navi or did you say Hop? Navi. From minute oh, one, Oh, really? Navi. Well, that sounds awful a lot like Hop. Yeah, but Hop at least fucks off for a while. Yeah, Not really. You have to see him a little bit. Like, you run into him every once in a while, but for the most part, you're alone. There's some major scenes that you have to deal with with him, but Navi's there all the time. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. For, for the... For she... Navi came into your life and saved you from that excruciating loneliness i i would yeah. have rather stay dead also like navi the tips that navi gives you in combat are generally pretty useful like you know here's how you defeat a deku baba hop he's like oh man did you know that fire is really super effective against grass well if you didn't know it fire is super effective against grass hey where's everyone going <laughs> can water put out fire also does he ever have a conversation that doesn't involve his brother what his brother's pretty cool i liked his brother yeah but all he does is talk about his brother i'll shut up now this is your guy's argument to have uh, I don't know. I, I, Navi, like, just sticks out to me. Hop is somebody who's new, back new to the franchise because I only played Blue, was tolerable. He reminded me about things that I didn't remember the game because I hadn't played it for a bazillion years, and I feel like that was the same experience for other people playing, playing Pokemon. Is he so, okay, bad? So... He's not great, but Navi's worse. There's no. So question. when was the last time you played Ocarina of Time? The 3DS remake. 3DS remake, so about nine years ago at this point, 2011. No, oh, recent. I, I would have been more recently. I didn't play it when it first came out. I got it when my son got his 3DS a few years ago, and I played it. So it's in the mm. past few years. So, so because what it sounded like you were saying was in your advanced age, you've softened <laughs> your, your stance on annoyances. No, 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 no. Old. Actually, my annoyances are still at an all-time high, AJ. I can confirm <laughs> that right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. I think you might need to go back and take another look, because I don't think it's as annoying as you thought it might be. No, nope. I think it's time I we put it to I'm a right. vote. I, I want to say one last thing. Okay. You okay. know, the thing about Hop is... Hold on. I'm actually going to praise him for a second before I vote against him. Um, <laughs> the thing about Hop is that I have to acknowledge the fact that there's a generation of Pokemon players out there that are totally down with the rival who's really kind of helpful and nice and sweet. Like, uh, there's a, a rival. 
there's a well whatever you want to call them you know my generation of players or my group of players or my whatever of players is so obsessed with the idea of your rival being a complete dick bag that you love to hate and i mean that's the way we've been uh grown up that's what we've kind of come to believe over time but you know i do am i am really beginning to question whether or not that's something we should continue to believe and maybe whether we've been wrong about hop all along um but hop still sucks Let's put it to a vote. Who thinks that Navi is a worse envy? No, I can't talk. Who thinks Navi is a worse video game NPC than Hop? And we split the room again. Alex and Nathan voting for Hop. No, Navi, right? Navi. Yeah, I said Navi. Yeah, I could have sworn that was Hop. No. Okay, so they they voted that Navi is worse. Cozy and AJ both voting that Hop is the worst of the two NPCs. And. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent before I make my decision here. Sure. So I like Nathan only played Ocarina of Time when it came to the 3DS. I didn't own an N64, so that meme as it existed was a meme to me long before I played the game. Just to playing be clear, game, I did play it when it came out. Right. No, no, I'm talking about my experience, not yours. Okay, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't play it on the N64. I only played it on the 3DS. I having that built-in understanding that it was going to be an annoying character. I didn't really get that. And I'm with Cozy being an elitist Pokemon veteran that we've had N from Black and White that was such a well-flushed-out rival that had backstory, yeah. that had character. We've had the rival from Gold and Silver who in re- in uh, the remakes that came out on the DS it was revealed he was Giovanni's son, so tying it back to Team Rocket from the original games. We've just had such characters that had development. And then you have Hop. Oh, you know how to use super effective attacks. Oh, my you brother's know, the champion. I, I'm really glad that you brought up N, because N is a great example of a rival in a Pokemon game who's not, like, directly antagonistic or an asshole no. like Gary from the first game, but he's still an interesting character. I would argue he's one of the most interesting NPCs in gaming, not even just a Pokemon game. Yeah. But with that being said, Hop is moving on in a huge upset over Navi in this tournament. This is a mistake. This no, is it's a not. This is great, and I'm so happy. This list has already been forfeited. Yes. It was forfeited on the first vote. It's fine. Arrow to the knee guy would have lost to Hop 2. Our next matchup, we have Baby Mario from Yoshi's Island up against Jar Jar Binks from Lego Star Wars. Fight. Okay, as much as I hate Jar Jar Binks and everything he represents in Star Wars, I think Baby Mario should go forward because Baby Mario is a video game NPC through and through. This is kind of going back to Cozy's argument, but, I mean, I just wanted Jar Jar to at least get a little bit further. Um, is Baby Mario playable in Mario Kart? Because yeah, he's not so. annoying there. Yeah, he is. Not as annoying as in Yoshi's Island. Yeah, but the, which, which is, the is where part. he is an NPC. Like, I, That's I true. I guess he's playable should. in that one. Yeah, so I would say, like, just the crying, like, that was, I'm going to use all the points that you guys made in the previous round for Jar Jar. The fact that he doesn't speak in, in, uh, the Lego Star Wars You can't do that. Come on. I can totally do that. We did not set up any rules. That is true. (laughs) We have no rules here. This was me voting against, this was me voting against, uh, well, who did he go up against? Uh, Irish. Uh, Irish. So now, now I'm voting against uh, him for Baby Mario. I think Baby Mario is more annoying because his cries are, and also he's a video game NPC through and through, where Jar Jar Binks is also from other things that I hate. He's also playable in the Lego Star Wars game, so that's one thing we didn't really talk about, but whatever. Yeah, but why would it's you still choose Jar Jar. play on him? Why would you That is also true. Anyone Wait, Jar Jar Binks else that... is playable in the Lego Star Wars games? 
any pretty of sure the, any of the characters that are in your like party would be playable then why is he an npc because i hate jar jar more than any other character on this list and it had to be on the list Oh, which so also you do play as, which also you pull. Hey, okay, if we're if we're playing by those rules, Ashley's playable in Resident Evil Four for a chapter. <laughs> I don't. I still don't care. She's annoying. Yeah, let's vote on this one. Who thinks Baby Mario is more annoying than Jar Jar? No one else got to even speak about it. That, yeah. I it, I didn't feel like there was anything to be said. Our first uh, anonymous I, vote. This is our first anonymous vote. Baby Mario is moving on because I yeah, felt like I mean, no one really had anything to say. I don't have Jar a horse Binks, in this race for this one. Jar Jar Binks was a war hero of the Battle of Naboo. Baby Mario was a war hero of nothing. <laughs> our next matchup pits 343 Guilty Spark from Halo up against Tingle from The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Tingle? Somebody speak other than me. I just... Tingle. Uh, I think 343... I don't know. Is, nah, I, I've never I played a Halo game. I love... Zelda and I love Halo and I think I just I want to say a spoiler. I th- uh, so I th- uh, what I'm arguing is I think Guilty Spark is a better character than Tingle is. He You know what? I'm on board with Guilty that. Spark Guilty Spark brings more to the story and everything being a uh, uh, what is it the 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 AI for the Halo ring in in general than Tingle does just being like your like a, a, a Zelda super fan in the world. I, th- I'm I mean, with that. I, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe that Guilty Spark survived longer in the Halo series chronologically, right? Like, yes. both Tingle and Guilty Spark debuted around the same time, maybe like a year apart. But Tingle, la- sorry, Guilty Spark lasted until 2007's Halo Do- 3, whereas Tingle got killed off way sooner. I think Alex has been bottled up. He's trying to say something he doesn't want to say. We're going to say this now. Spoilers ahead for what is probably Halo's I mean, one I'm through on three. I'm on AJ's side now. I'm on AJ's side now. I still want you to make I your think... point. So let's okay, say spoilers here. Gonna... Okay. Skip forward 30 seconds. You have 30 seconds. Go. Okay. When he kills Johnson, I think that was like that made him a really good uh, villain. I think that was <laughs> like, a holy shit, I hate this fucking thing. I need to blow it the hell up. In in a good yeah in way, like a good you're like playing ant- the protagonist yeah in, in the like game. a good antagonistic way yeah but yeah. I mean Johnson that was like a really beloved character in the series right yeah I mean isn't that kind of a shitty way for him to go out to get randomly killed by this shitty light bulb man but it wasn't this random, is more than thirty though. seconds there was, there just was a story re- there was a story reason for it though yeah it wasn't just some it was it was part of his character that like that three four three would be like I want to defend this ring to like no matter what i will blow up this i will all kill this all thing. right halo fanboys let's wrap this up and let's put it to a vote <laughs> who thinks guilty spark is a worse npc than tingle we have cozy and that's it so uh, from a AJ vote at a vote of three to one tingle will be moving forward in our bracket challenge and our last matchup in round two the duck hunt dog from duck hunt up against ashley graham from resident evil 4 you already ashley? know my feelings about the duck hunt dog it's got to be ashley yeah got to argue them against each other. Why Why is one worse than the other? Come on. I mean, the thing about the Duck Hunt dog, though, is that the Duck Hunt dog doesn't have any arc. He doesn't have any lines of dialogue. You don't get to understand his motivations, his reasons for doing anything. He's just an annoying little gremlin in a dog costume that laughs at you. For the record, yeah, Ashley sure doesn't have much of an arc. 
and is kind of annoying. Doesn't explain why she's annoying either. She's just there. She gets more she's of a just there, the getting in your way and being terrible at everything she needs to do. At least Ashley's on your side. The dog is actively trying to. He does pick your... up your ducks when you shoot them. He yeah, does get your if... ducks. Yeah, but you know that's if you wait. If but you hold shoot on. Them. How he's do we know that he's not? You. How do we know that he's not stealing the ducks? Wait, are you guys upset because you're really bad at duck hunt? I'm, is that the problem? I'm, I'm amazing or at either, duck hunt. Either that or they're really good at Resident Evil 4. Oh, Resident, fucking Resident Evil is so good. But Resident you Evil 4. play it with the chainsaw controller. Dude, if I had You're one, a monster I and I hate you. Resident Evil 4 is fantastic. I wish I bought that chainsaw controller just to have it. Just to have it. That would just nice. to have it, yeah. All I'm going to say is Resident Evil 4 is a perfect game in every way, shape, and form. And oh, Ashley not. is a part of that because of the campiness of her character. The fact that she's the president's daughter and you've got to go save her. I just think that game is so... Just everything it does, it nails in its campiness and awesome, great. And Duck Hunt Dog just makes fun of you. And I, I, so I, I, think, I, think, I think the argument of Resident Evil 4 will be a fun one to have when Nathan inevitably you know, tries to kill Alex when they do their, second ep- their episode of Second Helpings. But for now, we have to put this to a vote. So who amongst us thinks that the Duck Hunt dog from Duck Hunt is a worse video game NPC than Ashley Graham from Resident Evil 4? Oh, thank God. Uh, wrong. Oh. Duck Hunt, oh. Duck, Duck Hunt is worse, thank Cozy? Thank yeah. God. Okay, so we've got a 50-50 I mean, I split again. Gonna, I know Ashley's going to go forward because... Alex and Cozy are saying that it's the Duck Hunt dog. Nathan and AJ both saying Ashley Graham. That dog's just... That smirk, it it, it puts you can't me let off. A- I don't like Ashley it. Ashley has to go. Ashley has to continue. No, to go. I'm the saying worst. duck hunt just because it's there's no story. Like again, it, the argument was sound. There's no story to it. At least Ashley Graham is part of the plot of the game. The duck hunt dog is just there to taunt you, and that's not cool. That's just it. It serves no purpose. It's just there, and for that reason, the duck hunt dog is moving on. Yeah, for you having to save her is the whole basis of why Resident Evil 4 is a game, why the story is in motion, and I can forgive any faults that she might have because then I got to play a really cool game out of it. Because of and it. with that, we have our final four. We have Hop from Pokemon Sword and Shield, Baby Mario from Yoshi's Island, Tingle from Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, and the Duck Hunt Dog from Duck Hunt. We will start with Hop up against Baby Mario in round three. Argue. Ba- Baby Mario... The um, just the mechanic of Baby Mario alone, like I said earlier, it, it's put there to be more annoying than losing health. It was an experiment to be like, hey, can we make uh, taking damage more interactive? And it it doesn't work. It doesn't make the game better. It does not help the game. Where somebody like Hop is just an NPC who's there. Yeah, he's dumb. He's an idiot. But like. He doesn't really get in your way. The it's it's so annoying how Baby Mario can just bring down the momentum of the entire game. I, I when I went into this, I thought I was going to be voting Hop Hop Hop. He's worse all the way, but I <laughs> I'm honestly agreeing with yeah. I think Baby Mario is worse. I think that here's the thing. It's been a, a little while since I played through Yoshi's Island last, uh, but. Actually, hold on. I actually played it. You were just playing it recently on stream. Yeah, I was just going to say. I didn't get very far, though. Um, And yeah, the thing about that game is that there are so many, like, alternative routes. The levels are so labyrinthian, but you always feel restricted in terms of how much you can explore because you're constantly needing to babysit Baby Mario and 
it's really frustrating in that regard. I know that not everyone has that same experience when they play that game, but that's the experience I had. Nathan, Alex, anything to add? I mean, from what you guys were saying about Hop, all he's trying to do is try to be helpful and telling you what's super effective. You might already know it, but you know what? He's he's just the he's the guy who's he's like the little kid who you're just like that's nice. Now I'm gonna keep going, and he follows you. But you know that's whatever. Yeah, Thoughts, Nathan, I, or should we put it to a vote? Uh, put it to a vote. All right, let's do it. Who thinks that Baby Mario is a worse NPC than Hop from Sword and Shield? We've got our second wow. unanimous vote with everyone thinking that Baby Mario is worse than Hop. And on to our second semifinal matchup. We've got Tingle from Majora's Mask up against the Duck Hunt dog from Duck Hunt. Let's go. Don't it's everyone argue at once. It's the dog. Tingle. Why is it the dog? Because the Why dog is it Tingle? sucks. The dog Tingle sucks. You have a dog. I have so, yeah. multiple dogs and I love them and they don't make fun of me. They don't laugh at me when I when I fail. They they encourage you don't me. Know that. Speak for their, for the record, you don't know what your dogs are saying about you at all. They are making fun of you constantly. They're, Look at what that stupid human is doing. They're thinking of you when they're licking their butt. That's what they're doing. So or licking each areas. other's butts. I feel like we've largely talked about Tingle as he's appeared in Majora's Mask and a little bit in Wind Waker. He also appeared in Minish Cap, and he actually had a totally fine role in that game. He was the person who was like in charge of the whole Kinstone collecting side quest thing, and he got you some pretty cool upgrades and items if you went through with it. Fun fact about Minish Cap, it is the third... Zelda game not developed by Nintendo. That was developed right. by Capcom, as were the yeah. Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons games. Right. Yep. I mean, discounting like the the CDI games, of course. Yeah, but we uh, don't want to talk about those. At least Minish Cap was playable. Yeah, <laughs> I love the CDI games just because of how bad. Let's they are. not let we're we're not gonna we're not gonna delve into that discussion today. What we are gonna do is put to a vote. Tingle versus Duck Hunt Dog. Who thinks that the duck, the duck Hunt Dog is a worse NPC than Tingle? Alex, is that a hand up? You should probably put down the virtual gun. Is it for okay. Duck Hunt Dog? Duck Hunt Dog. Yeah. Okay. Duck Hunt Dog is moving on to the finals. <sighs> At a vote of three to one. Cozy, I'm sorry. And with that, we can move on to our third place matchup, which is Hop up against Tingle. So... Who do we think is the best of these runners up or the worst of these runners up? I best worst. It's all superlative at this point. See, they they're both there to help you, but which one is more annoying at it? Mm, Tingle has you spend a lot of money in wind waker to find all those maps. That's true. That's pretty like annoying. Yeah. He just sits there on that Island. You gotta, and yeah, he's got a, all those Triforce maps. Oh my God. I forgot about that. I kind of like <laughs> finding the Triforce maps. Maybe I'm alone. That, I used a guide for that, but no, not worth it. I remember sailing the open seas and enjoying it. without, And that's before they had that super fast sail. I never found that annoying. It was years later when I found out that people thought it was annoying. I was 13. I was not patient enough for it. You aren't patient enough for it now. Well, they fixed it on the Wii U version, from what I understand. But then you would have had to have played it on the Wii U. I played it on the Wii U. I didn't get that far. Oh, the speed sail. It did make things yeah. much faster. Yeah, my bet. Alex, or Cozy, uh, thoughts? I mean... These are two hop. games I haven't played, so I don't have that. Okay, so hop. we don't care about what Alex says. This is a vote of three. Alex doesn't get a vote. 
<laughs> so, like, okay. Hop annoys you throughout the entire experience. Tingle doesn't really annoy you for all that much in Wind Waker until the very end, but when he does, <sighs> when he's he... kind of a big bottleneck. Yeah, it, it was done... It seems like it was done specifically to pad out the end of the game and just add more time and add more grind to it. And in, in a way that doesn't feel additive to the entire experience. Let's put it to a vote. Except Alex, because he hasn't played these games. Who thinks that Tingle is a more annoying character than Hop? Show of hands. We've only got one vote. AJ says Hop is more annoying, but in a shocking upset, Hop is the more annoying of the two characters. It takes our third place spot. And with that, we can move on to our finals. Baby Mario from Yoshi's Island against the Duck Hunt dog from Duck Hunt. Which is worse? Only time will tell. Someone's got to give, and we're going to find out right now. Listen, everybody's only I, brought I thought up... we were about to go to a commercial break. <laughs> everybody's only If we up... had commercials, that's where it would be. Everybody's huh? only brought up how the duck hunt dog laughs at you sometimes. And that's if you mess up. Yeah, it doesn't feel very good. But you know what? When you do get a duck, what does he do? He grabs it for you. He picks it up and adds it to the counter. He's very helpful in that regard. What does baby Mario do? He falls off Yoshi, flies around in a bubble, and you got to go retrieve him. No thank you. Um, so baby Mario does have many other appearances throughout the Mario series. Many of them are not NPC roles. So, I mean, this doesn't really count towards this argument, but, you know. It doesn't matter. A, Nothing matters he, at this point. Make yeah, your point. He, he's <laughs> appeared as a, a, a playable character in, you know, the Mario Kart games. He's a playable character along with baby Luigi in Partners in Time, the role-playing game. And Great game. They're both a lot of fun there. Great game. Uh, I mean, you like Duck Hunt Dog has not had much of a legacy beyond his original game and his appearances in Super Smash Bros. over the past few years. Nathan? Uh, like, I don't think either of them are annoying. Um, I will say, to counter AJ's argument, you only hear Baby Mario whine when you make a mistake, same as Duck Hunt. If you don't make a mistake, you're not going to hear Baby Mario whine. Remember, we're not arguing annoying. We're arguing which is worse. So, so that can be you, what, however you want to, however you want to judge it, which of these characters is worse. When you don't make a mistake, what does baby Mario add to the game? A purpose. You have to protect it. You have to, it should, and you deliver have just stayed it. home with the baby. You know, this whole thing would have been better Great. off if Yoshi just ate him. I agree. Yoshi should have just eaten him. Yeah. And then he wouldn't be, um, Mario wouldn't be using him in the future and throw him off cliffs to try and get that extra jump so he can get over the yeah. gap. Mario Yoshi could have ended and this. he does that. He punches him in the back of the head in Super Mario World. Yeah. That, that's where he gets him to giddy up. That's rude. I think I think we figured out how to fix Yoshi's life, and Yoshi has to eat baby Mario. So we're doing this Terminator style where Yoshi has to go back and correct the mistakes it's <laughs> made in the past yes. by murdering a, an infant. <laughs> Yes. That's what we're arguing. Yeah. Would you go back in time and murder baby Mario? This Jesus. is to prevent World War Bowser. This is the best thing we've ever done in this podcast. Is talking about murdering <laughs> talking baby Mario. Week, would we go back in time and kill baby Mario? Alex, do you have anything to add to this? Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. I, any of the Alexes. No, no, no. We have multiple. No, I don't have anything else to add. Babies are worse than dogs. You've been arguing against dogs all night. Yeah. Dog, dog. Now you change your this tune. Dog specifically, but all babies are worse than than all dogs. So don't be that cool. is Come fair. Your tool. Mm. That's just my that's just my 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 amazing hot take. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna vote for Baby Mario. Anything cozy, or do we put no to a vote? 
No, I, I know where I stand. Okay. Gods are cute. Babies are disease-riddled snot monsters. Everyone's made a decision, right? Okay, Babies we're going to do this one a little differently. We're going to go around, and everyone is going to give their vote. We're not going to do it by show of hands. Alex, All right. who is worse, Baby, Baby Mario, Mario or Duck Hunt? Baby Mario. Cozy? Duck Hunt Dog. We got a vote of one-to-one. One. Nathan? Duck Hunt Dog. I don't feel good about AJ, that. AJ, where is it? Where's the vote? Baby Mario's worse. God damn it. Ooh. You guys are really going to make me do this? On our, do, on our, do, you want on our to, do you want me to try and call my mom one more time? <laughs> no, no. I will step in on this one. I'm sorry, Cozy's mom, but this one's going to be mine. He's Babies are worse than dogs. Alex is right. Babies yes. are worse than dogs. Mario, baby Mario from Yoshi's Come Island is Come on, the mom. Press YYZ decision. <laughs> mom, we need you. Come on, mom. Bracket Blitz for worst video game NPC. Just to summarize, in third place, we have Hop from Sword and Shield, our runner-up being Duck Hunt Dog, and the worst video game NPC is Baby Mario. <sighs> Yay! Uh, I'm The worst video game NPC of this episode of Press YYZ was my oh. mom, who decided not to pick up her phone. Ah, that is also shit. true. <laughs> okay. That being look said, at the that rank! The, oh, oh, right. We still have to do that. We have to look yeah. at whose predictions came out on top to determine the winner oh, amongst us. Oh my god! As to so with okay, so given that he only picked six of the fifteen matchups correctly, but still <laughs> scored seventeen points because he picked the final winner. Oh. Winner of this game of bracket blitz is AJ. AJ, we found your game, buddy. Hell yeah! This really turned around. He was uh, not doing I well most of it. I was in last place pretty well but the entire way. I was you, I was refreshing and keeping track of that thing. I was like, fuck, fuck. Right, that's the, why I was so passionate at the beginning because I knew what okay. I had to do. I, I was going to say, you were, you were the only one that picked Baby Mario to take it all, and that's what won it for yeah. you. Yeah. Congratulations, sir. I think I was in so, third place in the last round, and then... Boom. If if anyone has any feedback about this format, ways we can improve it, if you want to participate in our predictions for the next time we run this game, feel free to reach <sighs> out via any of our channels, and we'll be sure to get back to you. But that was fun. I had a good time uh, yeah. with that. I hope you so guys hold on did a second. Too. It's a good format. I, I, I was talking with my mom for a brief minute there earlier. Did you mention who are like in second and third place? In second place is me. Oh. Because I did a test bracket just to see how this works, and apparently my randomly picking names worked out better than any of your predictions. And in third place, <laughs> we have Cozy. All right. It's funny. Cool. A a Alex and I were near the top most of it, and then we really fell down in the last round or two. Yeah, no points in the last two rounds. Yeah. All right. And with that, we can wrap up this game of Bracket Blitz. Can, can we talk more about... Yoshi eating baby Mario and not on this life. show because yeah, we're going to wrap the topic of the show. We're going to wrap this up and next week we're not going to talk about baby Mario. Alex watch me wants to talk about halo. So we're going to spend yeah. next week talking all about his favorite franchise of all time in another rendition of video game rehab for the halo series. All right. I'm sorry if you, I'm sorry if you uh, just can't stand my voice cause there's going to be a lot of it next week. But if you love me like how I love myself, that's going to be a good episode. And if people did love you and wanted to follow you, where would they do so, Alex? Follow me at, on Twitter at blatantly underscore Alex, where you can see all of my 4 a.m. tweets. Um, and on Instagram at blatantly Alex and YouTube.com slash 
blatantly Alex. I'm working on some new stuff. And I stream occasionally on twitch.tv slash pressyyz. You all know that because uh, you're watching it right now, more than likely. And uh, mostly just follow me on Twitter if you want to see when I'm going to be streaming. All right, Cozy, where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Alex Kazina and on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv slash live. Right after this stream ends, I'm going to be playing through the final chapter of Final Fantasy VII Remake for the first time. I don't expect to believe it tonight because I'm going to keep my stream a bit shorter tonight, uh, but I will be continuing it also on Thursday at 9 p.m., so be sure to tune in uh, right after this and then. Yeah, and I think once you do wrap up Final Fantasy VII, we'll have a spoiler cast incoming from those of us who have played the game. Yeah, Nathan? so pay attention to our Twitter account to see when we're going to be recording that. And what's going Nathan? on with the uh, Cozina for Kind of Funny Direct? That, that as well. is going to be... Yeah, that, so the idea is that tomorrow night, uh, I'm going to be debuting the Cozina for Kind of Funny Direct at 9 p.m., twitch.tv slash Live. Then after that, I'm going to be playing more Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, and if, if you don't catch it live because you're listening to this after the episode comes out, catch up on Cozy's Twitter, YouTube, everything, and it'll be everywhere. Nathan, where can the internet keep up with you? Uh, follow me at the underscore and Mac on Twitter. Uh, I do reviews for PS4 blog.net. I don't have anything to talk about this week that has launched, but, uh, um, as I mentioned earlier, um, super mega baseball three will go live next week. Uh, as I give my review on it, early impressions are very positive. So that's good. Also, we should talk more about Yoshi killing baby Mario. Just not right now. AJ go. Uh, I got a couple things uh, real quick as well, um, but you can find me all over the internet uh, at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. Um, I just want to say a uh, shout out to my friend uh, Jonathan in the chat there, John Gargs. He uh, He's a friend from work. He uh, tuned in for the first time tonight. Um, and also Sweet. shout out to my uh, friend Taylor, who finally, after years of trying to get this final achievement in the original Geometry Wars, finally broke a million points and he did it he's been since the game came out he's been struggling so hard to just get the million points for that last achievement and he finally did it today so i just want to give him a big shout out so <laughs> well, shout Taylor. outs where they're due and you can catch me all over the internet at mr mitch george and actually after this episode comes out so next week you can catch my episode of the podcast best friends talk funny which i will promote all over the place because that was a great time hell yeah had a good time chatting yes. with uh kyle who hosts that how and, does uh, how does one get on this podcast kyle will get in touch with you trust me we talked about it okay and with that being said thanks for playing victory is mine bye, bye everybody Ooh. maybe one day i'll win a game <laughs>